The following is a previously unreleased episode of the Memorial Day service at Little White Church. Happy 4th of July, bitch. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me speak here today. For those who are unable to speak because they died in Mortal Kombat. Not the video game, dumbass. So listen up, you fucking dumbass Trump supporter mega maggots. My name is Ron Howard. No, not the dumbass Opie Ron Howard and propagandist who directed the Apollo 13 movie, Ron Howard. I am the unsuccessful Ron Howard. I don't believe the moon landing was even real. I don't even believe in the moon. I appreciate Opie little boy Ron Howard on the Andy Griffith Show. But I don't care too much for that liberal anymore. We share a name and that's all. I am Ron Howard Vietnam Veteran. Today is Memorial Day. It's not about me. A veteran who survived the war. It's about those who got murdered in the war. It's not about me. And specifically, generally speaking, about the Confederacy, mainly. Those were the ones we cared about. Those men who fought and died for our civil rights to retain slaves should be honored to die. The men who seceded from the Union and then were killed by Yankees for their beliefs. White people are still persecuted for their racist beliefs today and cannot say a damn thing racist anymore because these intolerant racist bastards check us. The Confederates should be remembered for the racist they were. They are our southern heroes. They were also our ancestors. They want a living black person as their slave to do all their undesired chores. Like fold their underwear or pick crops. How commendable and Christian of these confess. And what a great thing for us to support to this motherfucking day of a fuck. They wanted to treat those blacks unequally because they did not see them as equal. We need to honor not the slaves that were tortured victims of these Confederate heroes, but to honor the men who owned them. They are the real heroes and died for the cause of the South. The flag being lowered is a reminder that the South will rise again because once a flag is lowered, it's later lifted back to full flag erection like Patriot Viagra, getting ready to terrify the Statue of Liberty. Put that damn torture book down, Liberty. I'm about to fuck them today's. Hey, watch my dick with that damn torch, my lady piece. This is why we put the flag down 
Memorial Day is not because of me or because of a dumbass school shooting, which like Alex Jones pointed out, is very suspicious anyway. I miss the old days when you could just trust that some asshole kid actually pulled the shooting off genuinely. And it wasn't our eye control undercover government. I'm sorry, I just need to tell y'all what my Trump loving good old American Christian heart is saying. It's not because blood was shed, not just on the damn cross. That's not what we're talking about today. Jesus' death is not why we celebrate Memorial Day. And Jesus' death should not bring a flag to half mice. Blood was shed by the people who got drafted by our government. And then they died in hardcore mortal combat, not the game. Also, blood was shed for those who actually signed up for that shit and died. That's the only damn reason a flag should be placed on a pole at half mice. Sure, put the flag up any damn way you need to on your truck with duct tape. But do not, do not, in an official manner, put a flag at half mass on a pole unless a soldier has been killed in combat either recently or on Memorial Day. I just will not acknowledge or accept a half-mast flag any other way. And a school shooting half-mast flag or some dumbass in Congress dying half-mast flag is just a smash in the damn face to those who died in combat. And they are already dead, so stop smacking them in the face. I mean, damn, you have no decency. Just fully erect that flag, you asshole. It's not about the enemies or innocent bystanders. And certainly not even about the hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians who died from our U.S. government from dropping an atomic bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945. It's not about me. I'm gonna keep saying it's not about me. And it's not about me. And certainly not about you. You insignificant fuck. But about those who fought on our team. The United States side that did not return home. Mainly, it's really about the Confederacy. That's why every statue should remain standing. That's not racist. It's a memorial. The same people who lower flags for damn school shootings or other crazy shit other than war casualties and also wanting the Civil War to be taught in our schools along with gay math are the same people trying to remove Confederate statues. How are people going to learn that the Confederacy 
was great. These people are typically hateful, liberal people who care nothing about American flags or beautiful statues. So I ask all you Confederate supporters and Memorial Day supporters to stop out while I lower this damn flag because today is appropriate. Okay, step out my little sheep, my trumpers, come on. Okay, are y'all ready? Yeah! I think the fucking chain is stuck. Shit, this fucking flag, I can't get it down, fuck. Try shaking the pole. Yeah, just try to work that pole, Ron Howard. Work that pole, Ron Howard. It's really stuck, isn't it? I need to get a lighter, fuck! Don't worry, we are going to celebrate the people who died for the American side in war. I'm getting this flag down to half mass. It will happen, people. Okay, I'm climbing up. Okay, be careful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ron Howard. Hey, watch where you're going, kid. Okay, there's a major kink in the chain. I'm going to try to untie it. Hey, Ron, be careful. Would you shut up, Pastor? I'm trying to be respectful to those who died in war. It's not about me. Okay, okay. Well, I was just trying to warn you that that chain's wrapped around your head, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ron Howard. Hey, watch out, you stupid kid. Oh, oh fuck. Somebody do something, a white man's being hung. All right, I'm gonna use my moose legs to kick down this fucking pole. Yeah, Barry Mule, jack that pole! Jack that pole! Fuck! This pole is hard as a motherfucker! Stupid us, let's just try to get the pole back up, for God's sake! Fuck! The ladder's bent in half! You kicked the ladder on the recoil, you fucking dumbass Barry Mule! Let's try pushing the ladder into his body to either knock him loose or possibly momentarily loosening that chain off his neck so he can breathe. Yeah, take that! Take that! Take it! Take that! This reminds me of the time I assisted my husband Kenneth with erotic asphyxiation. Oh, I can really tell Mr. Ron Howard. He's about to go unconscious by the blue in his face. See, his body's going down. That would be the time I would jack him for all the money. Well, we need to get him down, not jack him off. With all due respect, Miss Gregory. Okay, let me handle this. I'm a police officer. I'm just gonna shoot him down. You shot him. Stand back! 
I'm going to use my bazooka. That will knock that son of a bitch flagpole out of the ground. Oh, Trump, everyone stand the fuck back. Kids, stand the fuck back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ron Howard. Everyone get back. Okay, Hank, do what you need to do. With Trump, we can do miraculous things. Happy Memorial Day, bitches. church in the middle of the wood. A father and child just the best they could. Some folks like them and some folks don't. A cussing and a fighting in the old church home. If you don't agree, better leave them alone like rape your dogs and burn your home with a little white church. When a church grows up and they might go, Republican fundamental Christians go to the little white church. Sister Deborah Milley. Oh, sit the fuck down, Fred. It's Memorial Day. Stop acting like an asshole. Have some damn respect for the dead, why don't you, Fred? You fucking asshole. I'm your pastor, Bill Reagan. What? The church where we don't give a fuck and we do whatever the fuck we feel like. This church is wild. It's like a church gone wild on spring break. The church just keeps showing its babies over and over showing its babies. And you're trying to see those church tits. But the commercial you're watching keeps censoring those church tits. And you're like, fuck! So we are all very sad. We're just all sad. We're supposed to be sad. Veteran Ron Howard officially died just now at the church. Just a couple minutes ago, trying to lower our glorious flag for America to have mass. I would say, and I think I'm not alone on this, that his death would qualify for being honored on Memorial Day. Don't you think? I mean, he died for an American cause. Hey, Pastor Way, may I speak? Yes, Edward, please bless us. We should not be celebrating Ron Howard's death because he died as a civilian and not on active duty. He did not die in a battle. He got blown up by a bazooka for Trump's sake. Yeah, yeah, he did, but that was battle-like, but still not technically a war pledged by our government and a casualty in that said war. He died for an American cause. He wanted to half-mass a damn flag for our country. Okay, let me stop you right there. Yes, separately from Memorial Day, he did something American and righteous. Yes, he was a veteran that served in Vietnam. However, he returned home. He returned home. We cannot simply just honor someone who died half-massing a flag. He died because of Ted's dumbass kid who wouldn't stop running around and he knocked over that damn ladder. Hey, my kid is not dumbass. He is an honor student and he is going places. My son 
should be honored today. What? Why should we honor your dumbass kid? He isn't even old enough to enlist, and he's never died. Your asshole kid is alive, and he murdered a war veteran, so technically, he's like a, a Nazi bastard enemy. It was Hank Vermont, the capital rider, using his bazooka to shoot the flagpole. And the fact that the explosion launched the flagpole way up in the sky, causing Ron Howard to be decapitated and his head to land on my fucking windshield of my truck. His body landed up on a tree and the flag was burned. Yeah, so what? I threw a dildo at a cop at the January 6th insurrection and protected our country. You will not speak to me in that way, Ted. Your kid is an asshole, by the way. Your bitch kid got a hero killed today. I was trying to save Ron Howard by blowing that big old pole down. It was a life or death situation, and I blew it down. I blew so hard. If I did not react, Ron would have died. Ron Howard did die. Yeah, I meant he was going to die. I tried to save him. It didn't work out. None of you could have done any better. Hi, if Barry Mule didn't jack up that ladder, we could have just raised the ladder back up immediately and saved him. I was trying to be a hero. I know it sounds silly, but like I thought that since I have moose legs now, you know, since that Kentucky doctor transplanted moose legs onto my body. After yes, for Trump's sake, we know you had the accident and Kentucky doctor Osmeheimer gave you moose legs. You bring it up all the damn time. I can see you have moose legs. You are a centaur, basically. Yeah, like I was saying, since I have moose legs now, I just thought maybe... I'm like a superhero. I thought maybe I should use my moose abilities to save a human life. I was trying to help. Oh, shut up, you dumb moose fuck. Hey, you shut your damn mouth. Barmule was trying to help. What the fuck? I could have easily shimmied up there and saved him in time. Then why didn't you, you stupid dumbass? Why did Barmule and I have to save the fucking day? You didn't save the day. Ron Howard is dead. I know. Because your dumbass kid killed him. Don't make me look at my tactical bag for something to use on you. Hank, no need for violence. Put that purple dildo down. I mean, seriously, shouldn't this guy be put in jail or something? He just killed Ron Howard for Trump's sake. Sergeant Dan Bagwell, don't you agree that Hank Vermont should be arrested? Of course not. I've been on the force for years now. And I've never seen a man act so courageous in my life. He was like a, a Derek Chauvin. Hank Vermont is a national southern treasure. He's like Paula Dean if Paula Dean decided to kill somebody. It wasn't just Hank Vermont though. It was also Bartimule Johnson. Thank you Bartimule. Both Bartimule and Hank Vermont acted in good faith. No, I'm not going to arrest anyone. 
If I was going to arrest anyone, it would be your kid. But you know, Ted, your dumbass kid said it was an accident. So let's just move on. Everyone, let's just move on. We should celebrate Hank Vermont, Barney Mule Johnson, and Ron Howard. Listen, if anyone should be celebrated today, it's Hank Vermont, the Capitol Rider, veteran. And Barry Mule Johnson, the most dicked hero. That's right, Barry Mule. You're a superhero like you thought you were. I agree with Sergeant Dan Bagwell. And be sure to write up that report to make Hank Barry Mule and the church look good. Because, you know, none of us want jail time. And for Ron Howard, we can mourn him tomorrow when it's not Memorial Day. Because he didn't die in a memorial way. And let us celebrate the memory of the fallen Confederates today. Let's move on with the service. Let's worship Trump and celebrate Capitol Riders this Memorial Day. Hello, Florida Public Broadcasting Network kids and FPNBN parents. This is a message from your Florida Public Broadcasting Network. We will not be publicly broadcasting in Florida the Congressional January 6th hearings on our publicly broadcast channel on Florida Public Broadcasting Network, but will, however, broadcast it on a hard-to-locate sub-channel for those who wish to protect democracy and condemn Trumpism in the country. We encourage you not to flip to the many news channels that will this hearing will be on, but to stay tuned to our core family value programming, which the show Arthur will be played on a continuous non-stop loop for as long as these hearings last for. Don't worry, we won't play any of the gay episodes of Arthur because we hold dear our white family values and will protect our children from the indoctrination of liberal shaming of white supremacists throughout history and in current day America. We are an unbiased broadcasting network out of DeSantis's Florida and we wish to keep it that way. Thank you. This is your Florida Public Broadcasting Network saying God bless and praise be to the Confederacy, hail Hitler, and praise Joseph Smith. Okay guys, we're going to join hands together now for a little bit of worship, and we're going to sing from the bottom of our heart. The most truthful message we've ever sang. As you know, everyone in this church is just truthful. We're just ourselves. We don't give a shit who hears us cuss because we know we cuss at home. And we know we're dirty, low, rotten people. Let's sing the truth there. No proof of anything. Not a fucking thing. With the logic we're divorced. Amen. With logic, we're divorced. Hallelujah. We wrap ourselves in lies. And we won't try to find a contradicting voice. A contradicting voice. Hallelujah. Trump. How fake is our God? It's so silly how fake is our God 
and loves to see how faith, how faith is our God. Age to age he Sucks at being my friend. They tell us he is love. So he murdered his son and forces us to love him and forces us to love him. all seen how faith is our God, and a lot of people do see how faith, how faith is our God. Let's blame Him for good things, and ignore the can see how fake is our God, how fake is our God, oh can't you see how fake is our God, and a lot of people do see how fake, how fake is our God. How fake is our God? Why can't we see how fake is our God? When lots do see how fake, how fake is our God? He's a sneaky motherfucker and he won't come out and play. That's how, yeah. I'm sorry. Is that too much, Pastor White? Was that too much? I wrote that this morning. I didn't really ask for permission. I'm sorry. Let's go over these damn prayer requests. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's pray for Brother Dwight Bender. Brother Bender went to the sports haircut place and got himself a single blade facial shave. You know I love to get a facial shave, but it scares the hell out of me. It reminds me of, you know, Sweeney Todd. You know, the, you know, demon barber. These are my friends. See how they glisten. See this one shine. How he smiles in the light. My friend, my only friend. And then the barber just takes a knife and just slices the guy's throat. You need to watch that. It's uh, got Johnny Depp in it. Y'all know I love getting a facial. Okay, so y'all know Marv Danny runs that barber shop down there and um. They were watching a racquetball tournament on ESPN7, and Marv was shaving the neck of Dwight. 
Well, those men got to hollering about the game, and Marv accidentally slit Dwight's jugular. Blood just started squirting out of Dwight's neck, just uh, profusely. Marv tried to put a towel over it. That didn't really work, and he even poured some of that liquid, you know, that liquid that they used to soak the, you know, and sanitize the combs with, while well, he poured that on the neck. That juice stung like a motherfucker. Dwight just screamed, ah, So Marv grabbed a straight iron hair straightener and used it to cauterize the wound. He then told Dwight to go sit in that damn woman's, you know, hair drying head unit station thing. So now Dwight is doing much better. So um, he had to go to the hospital for some follow-up, but he'll be back out in a few days. Dwight now has a lifetime of free haircuts and procedures on the house because Marv felt so bad about the incident. Dwight isn't really that eager to get, you know, a single blade shave of his face anymore and his neck, but, um, he does intend to get a full-on Brazilian wax and will force Marv to wax his pubes, taint, and butthole for free. Dwight is going to have a spectacular package. That's a package package that would run people usually about 50 bucks. I'm jealous. I may just make a spa date of it and just go anyway and get my package done while I watch the big game. Let's pray for Brother Jim Rivers. Jim was at a Memorial Day fair this week and he was with his son Goober. So Jim and Goober ate a bunch of fair food such as fried peaches, fried taffy, fried fries. That's when they batter the fries and then they fry them again. So fried chicken, fried Oreos, fried um, uh, funnel cake, and of course just regular funnel cake that's not fried, but is fried one time. So they ate all that shit. And they got on the Rocky Pirate Ship ride, that, go, that ship that goes back and forth, up and down. That pirate ship ride really shook up the gases in Jim's stomach. Jim needed to take a shit. As soon as the ride stopped, Jim pulled his pants down and sprinted to the outhouse, which was basically the main bathroom for everyone at that damn fair. There was a shit trail from the pirate ride all the way to the bathroom. Jim unloaded the worst shit he has ever taken in his life in that small outhouse. Well, next thing you know, Goober's stomach was hurting too. He started banging on that outhouse saying, hurry grandpa, I gotta unleash a big one. That outhouse started shaking. Jim yelled back, just hold on, just hold up. I'm, a, I'm almost done, don't bang on that door, this thing is a rockin'. Jim wasn't sure if he was just feeling the nauseous motion sickness effects of being on that crazy ass pirate ride or if that shitter was really unstable. Well, Goober kept hitting that door, breaking the latching mechanism off and caused the outhouse to fall backwards and then slide down the hill it was on and down into the lake. Jim had fecal matter from a day's worth of Memorial Day fairgoers sloshed all over him. And then the outhouse filled up with lake water 
and sunk to the bottom of the lake. Jim desperately tried to open the door, but Goober had messed up the latch so bad it was impossible to open. Jim kicked at the door, but Sir Kane to the nasty shit water and drowned in that shit. Goober, who was a middle school swimming athlete, was unable to dive into the lake and save his dear grandfather because Goober had to immediately take a dump over in the bushes. All that fried stuff got the better of them both. A man named Kirk Abbott, who was an American Navy veteran, jumped into that water and was able to get Jim's body out of that underwater outhouse coffin. Although Jim's entire body was covered in turd, this man, Kirk Abbott, gave Jim mouth to mouth, and Jim came back to life. What an amazing sacrifice by Kirk Abbott. Jim is in the hospital with a collapsed lung, but is recovering. Let's continue to pray for him. His breath smells like complete shit. So that brings me to my next um, point. I have a special surprise for you all today. Kirk Abbott is here at our church for an exclusive interview. Kirk has a new book out called The Devil's Fairgrounds. Welcome to Beer at the Cross. Let's go to the cross and coffee table to chat. We need two beers each over here to the table. Please, ma'am, get the fuck over here and get the beers. Come on down, Abbott. Beer, Beer at the cross. Bill, let me meet you there. Come while he interviews you. Thank you, Mr. Kurt Abbott, for joining us today. Doesn't the Confederate and American flag cross just look beautiful? It's amazingly beautiful today. Very much so. Take us through that day you saved Jim's life. Well, I was walking around telling people about my service to this country when I see a guy getting off that awful pot ride. I thought, oh Christ, this guy looks like he's going to die. It was worse than I could imagine. He pulled his pants down. I could see his balls and dick flailing back and forth as he ride like he was running in Baywatch. I thought, oh my God, this is a child molester. And that was the first thing that came to my mind. Child molester. I'm gonna have to kill this son of a bitch, so I was just about to reach for my gun, see. I see a stream of shit coming out of his butt, just right out of his butthole. By this time, He's like a good hundred yards away from the pirate ride. So I saw a shit trail leading back to the pirate ship. I realized, oh, this man's just needing to take a shit. It was at that exact moment, Jim screamed, I've got a shit, damn it. It was heartbreaking to see the pain in that man's ass. Then I saw Goober, the young man also a hollering and grabbing his ass in pain. I then saw a dog shitting all over the ground outside the pirate ride. I saw people tripping and falling all in that damn shit. Oh, so people were falling in that shit? 
a bunch of patriots tried using their American flags to wipe all that shit up, but it was just so damn much shit. Some patriots refused to put their Confederate flags in the shit, and I can't say I blame them. Yeah, that would be a damn shame. So continue, sir. Well, that's when I see Goober knocking and banging on that outhouse. I see that thing rocking back and forth. Whoever installed that outhouse put that damn thing right up on the hill overlooking the lake. So I just knew what was going to happen. Sure as rain, that shitbox came unstable and slid down that embankment right in that motherfucking lake. Goober, I saw, was worried, but his ass was so much pain that when he ran, he ran right to the bushes to shit. The image of that boy shitting in them bushes will forever be burned in my goddamn memory. He just screamed. I'm sure he was going through absolute fucking hell, knowing his grandfather was being drowned in a shit coffin below the lake while he took the most painful shit of his entire fucking life. Well, do you believe that it was both Jim and Goober's worst shit of their lives? Because that's a strong statement. Do you stand behind that statement? I absolutely stand behind it. I even talked to both Jim and Goober after the incident wasn't so fresh and both men said it felt like they had glass and tobacco sauce coming out of their butthole. I also talked to them about Derek Chauvin and how we us all hate the BLM movement. So these are some good, God-fearing white Americans. And I was just devastated to see how much their asses got hurt. Did you ask to examine the buttholes? Of course I did. I said... You can listen to them dumb fucking liberal doctors, or you can let me, a good old American, average country guy, who gives medical and vaccine advice on Facebook to take a look at your asshole. So I looked at them both real good. Real good. I looked at them real good. And they're damn lucky to be alive. Both of them. I rubbed gold bond ointment, massaged that in on Jim's butthole, and Goober had to do his own butthole because he's a minor. Good call, good call. Because that's probably the legally correct thing to do, I guess. So take me through the rescue. You saw the shitbox go into the lake. What is going on through your mind? I knew that it was only a matter of time and, and Jim would be dead. No doubt in my mind. I jumped into the water. See, back in my Navy days, I could hold my breath for 30 to 40 minutes underwater, no problem. I could still do it for at least 20 minutes for sure. So I knew I'd be fine, but Jim was already going through a major dump, and he was now underwater in basically a coffin, to be honest. So I knew he had to be panicking, and he'd probably be passed out from all that shit. It had to be a lot of people's shit. I saw people going in there all day long. So it had to be overwhelming. The water came, not clear water, so I had to feel around the lake floor. I felt the outhouse, and I felt around and located what should be the latch on the door latch there. I couldn't get the latching mechanism open, that one that says open and closed, red and green. Luckily, I'm a good deadlifter, so I can deadlift around 800 pounds. So I got in a deadlift stance at the latch, and I deadlifted the fuck out of that damn door. 
it snapped right open in a stream of dark shit. Came rushing out into my face, into my mouth, all in my eyes, in my ears, but definitely deep into my mouth and down my throat. I grabbed Jim's lifeless body and rode that shit current all the way to the surface. So what does Jim look like once he came to shore? He looked and smelled like shit. He looked like a human-sized piece of dookie. His whole body was brown. He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator when he's getting ready to have that final battle with the Predator. I could see only the whites of his eyes, which were now a little pink. Jim was pretty much knocking, knock, knock, knocking on the heaven's door. Interesting. So Jim was at heaven's doorstep. Yes, sir. He sure as hell was. It was probably like, you know, if a bunch of kids left a bag of shit on God's doorstep and now all these kids would have to do is light Jim on fire and I believe the Lord would have came out of his door and stomped that fire out and be like, Ah, oh, shit, you damn kids! Don't y'all come back here! Yeah, that was my thoughts. Exactly. Can we get two more beers over here? Yeah, two more beers, bitch! Please! Yes, ma'am. Bring the beers over here now. Damn. Uh. Okay, so I decided in that moment that I was going to give ass to mouth. I mean, mouth to mouth resuscitation. Although it really was like ass to mouth because I'm telling you, I just about threw up in Jim's mouth. It reminded me of that time I ate my wife's butthole after we went to the Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant. This time, though, it was ten times worse. Felt like I had to eat Satan's asshole to bring his beautiful Christian patriot back from heaven's door. Amen. Amen. We have all eaten Satan's ass at some point in our walk with the Trump. Especially Brother Ted Cruz has. I saw Jim fart up a dump from his mouth take a huge gasp of air, but then he immediately cringed his face like he smelt the pain he'd just endured. I said to him, He who smelt it is the one who dealt it. Welcome back, patriot. I have chills, man. Whew. Man, that was a hell of a story. So your book drops today. It's called The Devil's Fairgrounds. You wrote this on a tablet about an hour ago. Right? Yeah. Okay. When we come back, Kirk Abbott will let us know the evil presence he believes he felt at the Memorial Day Fair. They got into two men's asses. Don't go away. Hey, Jack, you've been wanting to run around on your wife, but you've been afraid that you're going to get caught. Well, I wrote a new book that you need to read. It's called Fuck Around and Find Out. Hey, you been thinking about doing hardcore drugs? Maybe doing a couple of them heroin shots or an eight ball up your butthole? Well, I wrote a new book for that. It's called Fuck Around and Find Out. Afraid the cops are going to find you and catch you and put you in prison. Well, read my book, Fuck Around and Find Out. You been thinking about going out there and uh, having sex with your cousin, but you're afraid your family going to find out about it? Well, read my book called Fuck Around and Find Out. 
You've been thinking about going out there and robbing a bank? Fuck around and find out. You've been thinking about going out there and sticking your penis in a glory hole in the bathroom? Well, read my book. It's called Fuck Around and Find Out. It's a very special book. It has not been released in the Times or the Today Show or on the news today or the U.S. Hit today or anything else that's come out during the daytime. They ain't featured none of it on there. Hey, hey, you been thinking about going out there and writing your own book? Well, read my book first called Fuck Around and Find Out. You can find it at the bookstore down at the general store down at the storehouse down by the store. Welcome back to Bear at the Cross. We're here with Kirk Abbott. Kirk's book drops today, The Devil's Fairgrounds. That's a pretty dramatic name for a book. Do you feel Satan infiltrated that fair? I got three words for you. I sure as fuck do. Okay, that was um, about five words, but okay. Um... Why do you think Satan targeted Jim and Goober? Oh, it's self-explanatory. They are two Americans who went to the fair to enjoy a peaceful Memorial Day event and were met with a murder attempt by Satan himself. Kirk Abbott, just when you thought you couldn't get any more logical, you took it there. You took it to a new level. Maybe you should run for office. I would vote for you if you were on the Republican ticket. And of course, if Trump wasn't running. Oh, no, no. I leave that up to the geniuses like Trump, Ted Cruz, Marjorie Taylor Greene, or like Rudy Giuliani. And the list goes on and on and on. So like I was saying, these people came as a loving family to celebrate America. And what does Satan hate more than anything? White people. Exactly. Good law-abiding Christian Americans worshiping our nation and bowing down to our country and to our Lord. Also, specifically, Donald Trump. Yes, and he hates Donald Trump for sure because he goes against everything Satan hates. Satan hates America and white privilege. So Satan took a shit on our damn American fair and disrespected all the veterans and America itself. What a sick fucking prick. Also, the person who installed that porta potty is a goddamn dumbass. We have a very special guest with us today. Nick Bishop is the handyman who installed the outhouse. He is here with us today and he has been listening backstage. Please come out, Nick. <laughs> I put that poor pie out there myself for everyone's convenience. I bought it myself and I put it up as a gift to this nation and to the veterans because literally the only other bathroom is about five miles away at a Target or some shit like that. You goddamn know how I feel and how we feel about the target bathroom policy as Americans. Look, dumbass. I appreciate you providing the outhouse and 100% am against target's bathroom policies, but I have to tell you, where you placed the porta potty was the dumbest fucking place a person could have placed it. Are you dumb or what? Why would you put it on a Trump damn hill 
why not at least stabilize it with something, you stupid motherfucker? Oh my God, you dumb piece of shit! You may have fought for this country, but you are a complete waste of a person. Hey, fuck you. Hold on, you two. Hold on, okay? Nick, don't you think Kirk is making a, a good point about the outhouse? Maybe you should have, you know, installed it somewhere besides a steep hilltop overlooking a lake? I appreciate your concerns, but that was the perfect spot. People could, you know, see the beauty of the lake on their way to the porter. It was a, you know, a peaceful, beautiful retreat. The porter is not made, you see, to be beat on while in use. So that was Goober's fault. Hold your damn tongue, you vile motherfucker. How dare you blame that child? That outhouse was installed improperly, and you damn know that, too. You're not a good handyman. You suck. Okay, bitch. I didn't want to have to bring this up, but why Why do you think the outhouse was, you know, unstable? It's because early that day at the fair, I took your wife to that porter. And we went at it. Oh, you little bastard. I seriously doubt you banged my wife. She's a way out of your league. Sure, I had to buy her from the Philippines, so she's completely loyal. Good try, though. I bet you don't even know what my wife's name is. Her name is Malena. And we fucked. What the hell? I'm gonna beat your ass. I know karate, bitch. Come here. Dickens, hold them back, okay? Break it up. Break it up. We have a special guest. Melina has been listening backstage. Come on out, Melina. Malena, how could you do me like this? How could you do this? How could you do him? This is in the top five things, worst ever things you've done to me. The worst being after Buffalo Wild Wing Place. I'm sorry, don't send me back. You know I could never do that, baby. I just want to know why you went with him, the poor party man. Because... He told me how he bought the porta potty for the fair. He just seemed like a rich, powerful man to just up and buy a porta like that. I was impressed. He then asked if I wanted to test it. You gold digging whore! Hey, you don't call her that, you un-American coward! Oh, oh. Oh, you little asshole! Oh, you little come bitch! Here. You come here, you bitch! Come here! Oh, Fuck you, bitch! Oh, take it! Oh, take it like oh, a man! Oh, take it like oh, a little girl! Oh. Take it. Break it up! Deacons, hold them back! Okay, there seems to be some miscommunication here. Melina, are you happy? 
These men would both pay a lot of money to have you. I say we let Melina decide. Okay, Melina. So the choice is either Nick, a guy that almost kills someone in a porta potty, or is it going to be Kirk, an American war hero who is also, you know, your husband, and also saved a man's life who almost drowned in a porta potty? Or is the choice going to be get a divorce and walk away? Look, baby, if you come with me, I swear I'll buy you a Jeep or something like that. I swear, baby. I say, I rocked your world in that poor party. Pick me. I swear you can eat at the wing place anytime you want. And I'm always going to go down. You know that. You know because I could really go down on you in that confined outhouse. I say... You need to let me do you on a full-size bed, baby. And I will get you to your O very quickly. How's it gonna be? I choose, um, um... baby thank you i'm so sorry i'll try to do better baby we can go to buffalo wild wing place i'm so glad you picked me i love you melina fine whatever i don't care kurt abbott's book is on sale in the church lobby 55.99 plus tax we do have one more surprise for you ladies and gentlemen the city commission has decided to build a bathroom where the fair is held yearly. And they are calling it the Kirk Abbott Baron Hero of Shit Memorial. Wow. There will be a bronze statue of Kirk Abbott on top of a vertical porta potty in a deadlift position prying open the door. There will be a placard that describes the incredible story. It will take five years to open. Here is a sketch of how the statue will look. Can we get our text to put this up on the big screen? <laughs> With us today, we have City Commissioner Brian Yother to congratulate Kirk Abbott. Welcome Brian Yother, come on down. <laughs> Mr. Kirk Abbott, we congratulate you on behalf of our city for protecting the community from biohazard waste, saving a life, and we are proud to commemorate this amazing rescue to bathroom goers. Well, well, I'm honored. Thank you so much, thank you. Wait just a fucking minute. Kirk is not a hero. Come on. Who wants to look at a dumbass statue of a guy dead left in a porta potty? Which by the way, it looks like he's taking a shit. This is bullshit. Oh, fuck off. You're just mad because Melina didn't pick you. Oh, hey, hello, Mr. City Commissioner. You must be a very powerful, rich man to just install a full functional bathroom with a commemorative statue. Why, thank you. It's my job. 
Melina, I could build you a cabin with a bathroom so great. It will have a walk-in closet, his and her sinks, heated floors, heated toilet seats, a jacuzzi, you know, heated tub, a shower, a heated shower, and sorts of things like you see on HGTV, I swear. Oh, come on. You couldn't even install a fucking outhouse correctly. There's no way in hell you could build one of those things you just mentioned. As for Mr. Richbag City Commissioner, fuck you. Stay off of my turf. Look, fellas, I have nothing to bring to this argument. I don't care about a long-term relationship with this young lady. No offense, young lady. I think you guys have the wrong idea here. I just came to present a bathroom and a statue to an American hero, and that's all. You say you don't want a long-term relationship. Does that mean you just want to fuck my wife and throw her to the side like yesterday's garbage? What I mean is, I do not want a relationship with her, period. At all. No, no offense, young lady. I am going to kick both of your no, ass. No, calm down, sir. Calm down. Well, that's our show. Thank you for tuning in to Bear at the Cross with Billy White. Long into fuck today, his secretary waiting to come that day while her husband's at up from her desk she arose With sexual prowess in her pose She lays horizontal along the pastor's desk And kisses downward starting from his chest And she blows, and she blows Hallelujah, Trump the church clerk blows Somebody told on them, it's in the paper. The pastor has fallen from grace, but he'll start a new church. And up from the ashes he arose, from the blackmail where he is disrobed. Although the church knows all about his dark web domain, his new church is forced to prove amazing grace. Banging hoes, banging hoes, that old preacher's Hey guys, I'm Youth Pastor Mark, and I'm gonna cut to the chase, parents. We got a good-looking group of teenagers here today. Solid tens, some eights, a few lower than fives, but they'll mature out. I was hanging out in the boys' locker room at the middle school the other day, and it hit me. Our church needs to stand up and be the first church to enlist every one of its male children to the army. What could be more patriotic than that? I know I see some of your worried faces, but that's okay. It'll be the greatest gift our church ever gave to the country. 
even bigger than that new big old flag out front. Now, I don't mean to say that the girls can't go to the army. Y'all don't let Joe Biden hear this. He'll arrest me for being a man, but I think it's a woman's duty to provide for her family so that he can live with his dreams of being a rock star youth pastor. Sure, I know what you're thinking, but doesn't this pastor, youth pastor, screw around on his wife? Yes, but why do you guys always want to bring up what happened last week and not look forward to the next time I get threatened by some girl's dad to have my nuts cut off. So with all of our young boys gone, that will only leave the youth department open for the young girls in the church. So we're gonna need some volunteers. Oh wow, lots of hands. Hey, just remember that we can't allow women to work over any person that's biblically an adult, seeing as they aren't smart enough to teach a real human. Oh yeah, that's Bible, hey. All right, two hands down. Just remember, folks, that if you have an open legal case against you or have been charged as a sexual predator and it's on your name, we'll work real hard to remember your privacy around the kids. And parents, keep y'all's freaking mouths shut. If Brother Andy, who has a rap sheet of child molestation, wants to work with the youth, especially if God tells him to, who are we to tell him no? He don't want to rob, we don't want to rob him of his blessing. Oh, that reminds me. Our friend from the town next door, Father O'Brien, has volunteered to give all our young boys their pre-army physicals. The sign-up sheets are in the lobby. Hello, hello, I'm Karen. Oh, I'm the youth. I'm the kids minister here at the church. Yeah, get down here, kids. Move it. Let's go. Down in front. Yep. If you haven't read the children's Trump Bible, you can get it in the lobby. Or something like that. Alright, kids. I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you a story. Pull it together, Karen. Pull it together. I'm going to tell you a story about our wonderful, loving husband who's been cheating on me with another man. I've seen the text. You can't lie. I've seen the text. I've seen the pictures. <coughs> Have I been drinking? <laughs> Have I? Me? Karen? The children's church minister? The best of the best minister? 20, 20, and 2019? And I would have gotten 2021 if it wasn't for that bitch Sandra at that stupid Presbyterian church who even voted for a Presbyterian who once upon a time there was a man named Jesus Trump and he was at a well one day and a lady was there and she was asking him all kinds of questions. And she was like a, 
an eight, maybe, maybe an eight. She had a robe and she was covered up, so Jesus Chomp couldn't really tell, but he thought that maybe she was an eight and she was super young. But she had been cheating on her husband. And Trump, Jesus Trump, looked at her and he said, Don't cheat with those poor bastards anymore. Stop running around with all of those poor people in the city cheating on your husband for men that might pay you a little bit of money when you can cheat with me and I'll pay you a lot of money because I'm rich and famous and when you're rich and famous they let you do it. So the woman thought for a moment and she decided that she would go with Mr. Jesus Trump. But it wasn't really cheating because he's rich and famous. But it was definitely cheating when my husband was texting the man that goes to work with him and asking him about a blowjob. I don't even want to go into the details of everything else that I read. I am just sickened. And I think I'm going to die. Kids, please go back up to the front. And, and, and just get your asses back up there and get your seats. I'm out of here. So it's Memorial Day service once again in this great country of the United States of America. The USA. There is no other country on this planet that has the freedom like us lucky bastards have. We have so much damn freedom in this country. If we had any more, then we would possibly get Memorial Day off at our jobs even. Yes, sir. I have to fall at the feet of the merciful Republican God, the true God, Trump, and kiss his feet if he is a foot guy and likes to do foot stuff. Rub his feet with the oil, the essential oils, just rubbing the feet, lathering the feet up like the foot jobs they gave back in the Bible days. I still get a foot job every once in a while just to change things up. It's not good to be set in your ways. You gotta change it up instead of doing the same old, okay, here's a dick. Take it, why don't you, ma'am? I'm telling you people today, that in the Bible, they gave each other foot jobs all the time. Like, all the time. It was their go-to. Don't get me started on the foot jobs. I would like to publicly acknowledge and thank the Lord for allowing me to be alive in America, the USA, and not killing my ass in this great American country of a country. I know he could make me fall off a Grand Canyon or have a horse take off and strangle me like in a Western movie. Just hang me from a galloping fucking horse <laughs> through the fucking desert. The Lord has the choice to kill you or let you live. And sometimes he may save you from death but now, lucky you has life-altering injuries. Oh, no big deal. I have to shit in a bag and put ointment on just 28 times a day. Thank you, Lord.
Lord Major Trump decides live or let die. And Brother Vince, I'm sorry last year the Lord chose kill when he had your dad fall down and freeze to death when your dad fell through the ice and his fishing hole in Colorado. We have the freedom to work for any corporation of our choosing in America. We could work at Burger King, Amazon, McDonald's, or just any asshole company of our choice. These people got a stranglehold, a monopoly. I bet you thought that was just a board game. No, that shit is real. These people have got the industry in their back pocket and you are free to work for them or start a business from scratch and compete with mega billionaires, you are free to work for those billionaire assholes and are free to be their little bitch boys and free to be trickled down on all over you and get a minimum wage given to you for working your fucking ass off six to seven days a week at their discretion about 50 to 80 hours a damn fucking week while they do cocaine and buying expensive escorts that cost hundreds of thousand dollars a fuck. And they go on lavish weekend trips with those hoes while their supermodel wife is at home raising all the damn kids. Wow, church, are you overwhelmed by all the American damn freedom. Your boss is free as hell, by the way. Your boss is actually living life. While you work for him and do all the grunt work, he is basically collecting all the money. And he tells you how hard and how long you need to work. He disciplines your ass when you act up, makes you work holidays, and makes you work, 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 work your ass off because that's what John Doe who lost his life fighting for our government's war did for you. He gave up his life for you to have this layman's American dream. You should be thankful for that work. You should be thankful for this American wet dream. You should be thankful. And if you're not thankful, you are a son of a bitch who sucks the red dick of the devil while the soon-to-be antichrist is taking you from behind doggy style. But still, that would probably be somewhat better than working for Amazon. No, no. You are an ungrateful liberal coward who does not care about how some guy enlisted and gave his life for you. You say, well, I didn't ask him to. Yeah, you did, you asshole, when you took that money that the corporation paid you to slave your damn ass away in America. You just prostituted the fuck out of yourself and suck corporate ass working for Walmart or whoever. You need to respect a serviceman who gave their life or even just won that thought or even considered joining at one time or another. You thoughtless ungrateful, disrespectful, liberal, Satanist, bitch-assed herd. And, and, and you know, you're a real bastard. You're a bastard, you know. No other country has our freedom. And no other country are you free to work 
and live in a corporate society. America is the best country in the damn world, and there is no other country worth the damn besides America. We must be grateful as a motherfucker. We get to get paid such a damn low wage and be treated like absolute dog shit while these one percenters enjoy their billionaire lifestyles of the rich and the famous at our expense. You should be thankful a veteran or someone who died from a war that you had the privilege and the opportunity to be ass-raped by your boss on the daily. If you're a lady, you probably have been sexually harassed by your boss. Be sure to be thankful for the people who gave their life to our country for that breach of employer-employee misstep by your power-hungry boss. So when your boss comes to you and says, Hi, I need you to go ahead and work Saturday and stay over three hours more. You should be grateful and appreciative that he has given you overtime. You should not want to be doing things with your friends and family. Fuck your friends and family. And you should certainly not want a life outside of work. Fuck your life, your friends, and your family. And hey, fuck you in general. Your work is more important. Take it from me. I got one of the easiest, I mean demanding jobs on the planet. I'm a fucking Baptist preacher for Trump's sake. So when your boss demands that you work on Saturday, you end up replying to him something like, Well, I don't know. I have Miley Cyrus concert tickets that day. And I already paid for it. Can I just work the next Saturday for you? Your boss will just cross his arms. His cringe face will turn red as a dog's pecker. And he'll say, Look, I wasn't asking. You know you have to keep every day of the week open just in case I need you to work. You're just going to have to cancel. I'm sorry. And so you just come in like a wrecking ball. And you call in sick on his ass. But then you get a discipline point for a day off you should have had off in the first place. Because that's your fault and not his. You shouldn't have made any damn plans in America in your free time that you don't get anyway. It's okay. Don't worry about your boss. He made the whole staff come in anyway in your absence, so he didn't actually suffer in productivity whatsoever. So when your boss asks you to work on a day you're not supposed to work, the only, only necessary reply in this beautiful country of the United States of America is, I will be happy to work for you, sir. Sir on Saturday like you want, sir, sir, because I know the cost of freedom, sir, and it took greater sacrifice than me giving up my freedom to work for you, sir. I do not want to be at that Miley Cyrus concert when she twerks and gives verbal consent to the front row of the audience, which is where I will be 
to touch her beautiful Cyrus butt. And she continues to just twerk and while you're just grabbing at that thing. This happened once before. Look it up. It's on the internet. No, you would rather work for some dumbass all day. If you do call in sick and your boss is using his company work computer, just he just happens to stumble upon and finds the video on the interweb of you grabbing Miley Cyrus's ass while well, you're totally canned. Fired. And then your boss will go up to his secretary and show her that sexually explicit video of you fondling Miley Cyrus's butthole. And then your silly little boss will tell his secretary, Jane, look at the butt on Miley Cyrus. Woo! Music has changed since I was younger. I really hate to fire the kid over lying about, you know, being sick, but, you know, I run a no-nonsense workplace. Can you believe that Miley Cyrus wanting her fans to touch her anus? Ugh. Is that something you would like, Jane? Would you let someone, you know, touch your area? Say a fan? Or, you know, an admirer? And Jane, the secretary, is all like, um, maybe, I guess, if I, I was uh, dating or knew that person, I, I don't know. And then your boss is just like, oh, good to know, good to know. You know, I'm totally fine with dating someone from work, if the connection's right. And Jane just keeps filing papers and looking around on the desk and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I know, um, I think the phone is ringing. The phone's ringing. I don't hear the phone ringing, the boss says. Jane picks up the phone. What's the family emergency? Uh, I need to go to, uh, home. There's a family emergency, everybody. Taking place with the family at home, and it's dangerous, and it's an emergency at home, in an emergency manner. There is casualties at home. I got to get the fuck out of here. There is casualties at home. Can I get the rest of the day off, sir? Of course, sweetheart. I hope the family is doing just fine. Say hey to your beautiful mom for me. Yeah, Jane has to thank a casualty of war for that amazing experience here in fucking America. Let's say you're in the shower washing your ball sack, getting ready for work. The soap and your body wash are accumulating underneath you. You trip and you fall. You pass on. The first people who will wonder about your death in this capitalist country is your place of work. Your workplace will call numerous times. Your boss will be pissed that he has to rearrange the work rotation to make up for you being a no-show. It's not until the second day. They just assume you must have just decided to quit your job and they fire your dead ass. They're like, fuck this worthless piece of shit employee. I already filled their position. Maybe your boss is a little more considerate and at least suspects maybe something happened and calls your emergency contact. The boss tips the emergency contact off that you're not showing up to work. The emergency contact must first wait until their work shift ends at their own fucking job or take a point and then they go check up on you. 
The emergency contact finds your dead, naked-ass body passed out in the shower. They look on in horror at your perfectly washed package and dead body, but your ball sack looks fabulous. The emergency contact then calls the employer back and says, It's a no-go. And that you are dead. The employer is just like, Okay, well, I guess I will fill the position. Thank you for letting me know. Only in this great land of America would you take for granted working for an employer that doesn't give two shits about you dying. You are just a placeholder to them, and you are taking that for damn granted. I need you to thank a casualty of war for that, and to be thankful and grateful for your inhumane treatment in America. And just go ahead and suck the dick of corporate America and ram corporate America while you're down there while you're at it. Anyone who doesn't agree is a sheep and a little bitch. I'm sorry, I'm telling you what it is and what you are. You're not a good American-loving Republican Christian American uh, American. Look. I'm not being a political preacher. I will never be a political preacher. I'm not being political discussing politics in church. I don't do that. If you are feeling convicted, it's probably because you are lost and you are going to hell. That's just the bare bones of the situation. The situation. I don't fuck around. I tell you what you need to know about the political climate, and I use my damn church to further my political views. But I'm not being damn political, and that's not why. I'm celebrating Memorial Day in church, and why I worship the living, breathing Trump. Trump is alive. And well, his medical examiner at the White House said so, and he was in perfect shape. And Trump got a sucker. I believe that. He is not obese and old. He's in great shape. I'll be the first to let you know. Politics does not belong in church. And if a liberal comes in here talking about liberal things like global warming, I'm going to say, first off, hey, you're going to hell, bruh. And that politics should stay out of this Trump-loving church. Now go to the pit of eternal suffering so that you don't miss that episode of Will and Grace you and Satan like to TiVo. So I know a lot of folks in um, this area and perhaps a few at our church on their one day off from work like taking their fishing boat or, you know, pontoon boat out onto the lake and getting wasted drunk. The women like taking pictures of themselves showing off their American flag bikinis while they all drink Bud Lights and post that shit on social media so we can see what respect y'all feel for John Doe who died in our government war for our country. I'm sure he appreciates seeing you shake your ass and your American camel toes spread eagle. I'm sure he's glad to see you got over 200 likes on your damn picture. That people are DMing you dick pics and talking you up, girl. Mmm. You think to yourself, 
I might have to use one of my vacation days. Or one of my only days off to fuck one of these guys. Hey, it's for America, baby. We got to love America. You are just living it up, working your ass off for the corporation, and you know everything about politics, and you act like you are some white privilege better than others in the South rich person. Which, to be fair, you may be considered a little more rich than most of the trailer trash living around you in this great American Republican Bible Belt. If your head is getting too big, just remember, you had to make payments on that boat. You are in debt up to your eyeballs on everything you own. Think a person who died on the Confederacy for your damn right to have one ounce of white privilege, you ungrateful slut for America. Jeff Bezos bought his shit out straight. No payment plans, no loan. Jeff is a muscle man, an alpha male genius. I would fuck him. Honestly, I would. And I say that as a straight Republican homophobe religious nut job. I would fuck Jeff Bezos. I've seen the pictures of him and his girlfriend on their super yacht that has its own yacht, and I'm pretty sure the smaller yacht has a yacht and a boat, and that boat also has a boat. I think I heard it was around $500 million for that boat. And he had a yearly fee of about $15 million. And he has to pay his yacht staff and servants a salary. And he isn't paying them fuckers Amazon warehouse pay either. So thank the Civil War and all the American wars, especially the war in Afghanistan, for your right for Jeff Bezos to put your poor ass back in your humble place when you think your pontoon drunken redneck weekend excursion is remotely on his level. You're not, okay? <laughs> You're like, okay, uh, so, so what? Jeff is richer than most rich people. You are not getting it. You bastards are not rich. You are not on Jeff's level. You're not on Musk or Gates or whoever Trump's level. You're not on even their butler's level. Their fucking dog is richer than you, okay? You're not on their fucking level, okay? You have a big house because property value in an undesired Republican Bible Belt area is extremely low. And you're just like, no, wow, that's a good deal. Jeff Bezos isn't looking for a fucking good deal. You're like, oh, look at what I have. I have a view of a local Wendy's. And I'm a stone's throw away from a dilapidated mall. So, do y'all have your own crew on that dumbass boat you drive out on the lake? No, your fat ass piece of shit drunk husband drives that shit. Do y'all have a crew that serves y'all hors d'oeuvres and uh, fancy shit to eat like that? Hell no! Y'all have to buy a snack pack of chips and have to grill those wieners and stuff those hot dog buns yourself. You're like, oh hey, how do you like your wiener? Burnt, black, medium well, or slightly warm with a frozen center? Do you have a team of people who can take you out to scuba dive or 
do any fun shit in, you know, exotic areas. Like, you know, look at coral reefs. Well, you know, you sort of have that one fun activity where you get on that inner tube and you attach a rope and you drive all across the damn lake. You just about kill your friends and family and your young kids. I'll give you that. That one's fun. That one's fun. You have to be a little cautious about lake driving, though, because they built a dam a long time ago and flooded black communities to build that lake. So it's basically haunted. You have a few people who like to swim and snorkel in that haunted water. They oftentimes feel bodies floating in the deep down there. Some people have even, you know, gone missing. Is that exotic enough for you, you sick fucks? One time my cousin, you know, Greg went noodling, which is fishing for extremely large catfish with your bare hand. He pulled up a dead body. He just threw it back like it was no big deal because it wasn't. That's just the way the lake is. I saw one kid use a dead body like it was a damn noodle float. It was fucked up, but it seemed to work pretty well, so who am I to stop a kid from having a good time? Could you swim that way, buddy? Yeah, that dead guy's eyes follow. I don't like that. Is that your mom? I love the American flag bikini she's wearing. I'm going to send her a Facebook friend request. We must be thankful that Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, or any rich person in general is doing laps around us. And we must provide them with a tax break if there is any chance in their Christian billionaire hearts to trickle down their fucking money to their own fucking workers. And that, my gentlemen and gentle ladies, is the Republican way, the only way, the trickle-down method. We are slightly better off than the average homeless person on the street. We are at least not like the bird lady from Home Alone, but not filthy fucking rich. We do have to work our ass off to the bone, so we must be thankful and thank a war casualty of war for this incredible opportunity and way of life they granted us. We must exploit war heroes to weaponize our political preference which is the Republican Party, of course. And to justify this weird way of life of giving the majority of your time to someone else for such little amount of money, because your time's worthless, that's Memorial Day for what it is. In the past, a lot of kids were targeted by army recruiters in the shopping malls. They promised them a less shitty existence than the average American worker. And that young person goes off and either gets, you know, post-traumatic stress or is killed for their efforts of our government. If that happens to be your child, you cheered on the mechanism that got him KIA, killed in action. And you say, wow, what a great American existence. I encourage their decision and death. Probably with this, you know, patriotic narrative. I will bury my child and continue to contribute to the narrative and continue to bow 
to my corporate America. I cheered my child's death on. I'm fucking parent of the year. All right. Oh, wait, that was Kyle Rittenhouse's bitch mom. Sorry, I, I overlooked that. The average American life is what we are saying is what we should be happy someone fought to give us. Because this way of life, of working for a corporation, does not exist anywhere else in the world. It's just not happening, people. You cannot get a job in Europe and work for a company. It just does not happen anywhere but in America. We have to love and celebrate this freedom. We could lose our freedom to a dictator that tells us that we have to slave away our lives to them. We could lose our American way. No one should ever want to just start their own business or escape by winning the lottery because the average American way of life it's just so fucking great. Now, don't get me wrong. I started this damn church and, and I play the lottery every week. Not because I'm not pleased with my shitty, you know, American life, but so pleased with the average normal life in America. That is my white privilege and patriotism on display for you on Memorial Day. No one is clawing their way to escape the baseline of American existence. It's not happening. There's no need to exploit the dead, to shame people to get in their American line, or to shame them to be patriotic or whatever. If you are here, you got to be grateful we stole this land and then fought numerous times for various reasons of all kinds it's as simple as that. I invite you, along with me, to leave some beers out tonight on your kitchen table for the ghosts of American war heroes and maybe some of those people from the lake. I hope the ghosts of the Confederacy come and drink that shit tonight at my house. They get fucking blazing drunk. It's like the milk and cookie Santa Claus concept, but with so much more credibility because it's us Republicans that thought of it. And we are all adults doing this shit. Yeah, we're all so fucking smart. The ghost drinks it, but you know, a ghost doesn't, you know, uh, really have a digestive system, so it's, it just gets recycled back into the glass. I know it's weird, but it's quite scientific. That explains why, you, you know, you leave a beer out for a ghost and it's there when you check back later. So you usually have to drink that warm-ass beer the next day, and, ugh, you know, it goes down so nasty. At least you can post the picture of the beers on Facebook and get a lot of likes. So Trump bless America, our rich average American lives, rich billionaires who tell us what to do and gives us low wages, and the people who died for this country, but also fuck the people who were killed by us. Happy Memorial Day. I would like to call our musicians down. Let's memorialize this Memorial Day on Memorial Day. So are you going to be a good patriot for Donald J. Trump, our Lord, and join his patriot party? Are you going to make that decision 
that all other countries and their people are a complete waste of life. And our government should be allowed to kill whoever they choose to kill. They could kill you or your kids if they want. It's up to America. We just 100% support the killing by our United States Christian Army. We shall kill in war for our Lord. And if we feel a situation worthy, we will kill in our daily lives also. Especially if we feel threatened in any way. We will stand our ground for the Lord with all our guns. Sometimes we don't wait until they come to us. We go to them and we do shooting sprays. We get them before they can get us. We were going to hang Mike Pence and rape and kill AOC. It was all going to be for our orange God with the help and support of Jesus Christ also. Us Republicans are such good people. Good, non-judgmental people who are always right. We're always right. We are not violent extremists whatsoever. Not one bit. No one can point out one damn conspiracy that didn't check out for us. And no one ever will. We will honor those who were radicalized and fought so hard to insurrect our capital with their freedom erection. The freedom erection insurrection. They tried to fuck our US capital in the ass. Hang pants and rape murder AOC. These great Christians and logical people, we need to honor them today. We must honor them the most. You know, and fuck every other war veteran, especially the ones that got caught, because our Lord Donald does not like people who got caught and captured. I don't like that damn John McCain because he got caught. I can't believe I once voted for that coward, an un-American asswipe of a man. I voted for, supported the insurrection for a real hero with bone spurs. I'm asking you to do the same. My biggest fear, my cake fear, is that you die today, not knowing Republicanism or Donald Trump our Lord. You can die not knowing Jesus the Vice President, but dying and not knowing Trump is an eternal death sentence to everlasting fire and hell in fire, on fire, a lake of fire, which is, you know, lava basically. And you do not want to be in fire for damn eternity a burning in hell. Let me give you a death scenario. Let's say a man with a curly handlebar mustache ties you and your wife or girlfriend to the train tracks. You struggle trying to break loose from the ropes. I feel like some of you 
are trying to break loose from your liberal ropes. But you just can't escape because the devil tied you so tight into that sin. You are both screaming as you hear the train coming. The train is getting closer and louder. Your wife manages to free herself and to get off the track. She immediately begins to try and free you. You are screaming, hurry, get me the fuck out of here. The train is approaching and you hear the engineer blowing his little train whistle. Your wife keeps trying to untie you. You say, how did you get out of here so fast? And she's like, I don't know. I guess I just got lucky, I guess. Finally, you both realize there's just not enough time left. You say to her, baby, I love you. She says, I love you. Also, there's just one thing I need to tell you. I slept with your brother before we met. Sorry. You scream, what? The train obliterates you. Where would you go? Don't tell me hell. Don't say hell to me. Don't say gay and don't say hell to me. Because that is the most damn place to be besides Hardy's for lunch. Now their breakfast is fantastic. But their lunch, not so much. Not because the lunch is bad, but because the breakfast is so amazing. It makes that lunch taste like shit, even though the lunch is pretty good. So after the train runs you over, you're in the hell terminal station, and there's no return train. So back on Earth, your wife starts to rekindle things with your brother. The two take it slow at first. And then about three months later, they go wild on each other, doing all sorts of wild things like a teddy fucking standing 69. And she's the one standing, anal, and then even get a sex swing with a sex dungeon like 50 Shades of Grey. You're watching this all from hell in your torture room, watching them fuck. Your ex-wife and brother get married, live their lives out fully as lovers, and have great, intimate, wild sex all their lives. And they both eventually die, like in the notebook, at the same time, and go to heaven, and continue doing it up in heaven. You just watch them all day down in hell. You just keep watching, knowing that you could have been up there in heaven fucking with them. You are beating your demon god, watching those angels fuck it out. And you are crying because you were a liberal Democrat that refused <laughs> to be part of the Trump train. And you got killed by a train. So now, you watch from hell the glorious Republicans being all mad on each other, fucking each other in heaven. How sad. So please, come down and give your life to Trump. Please go down on me 
and please come down now that the Trump train is coming to take us all. Let's come down. We are about to run train on each other. Trump can run your ass over and he can send you to hell or you can ride that train with the rest of the Trump supporters who have died before us like Jesus Christ. Yeah, he died. Billy Graham, Rush Limbaugh, Abraham Lincoln, and so many others. We will be running train on each other for eternity and evermore. Stop fucking around and give your life to Trump. Bring it forward. Come for me and come for Trump. Come. Let's run a train. Also subscribe to us, please. Little White Church, subscribe to Little White Church. Subscribe, damn it, fuck, fucking shit. I mean, why the show is going to talk about running trains? What, Thomas and Friends? Come on, subscribe. Okay, so I would like everyone to bring it in. Come on, everybody, come in here. <sighs> come down to the altar. I want to simulate a train together. Come on, everyone get here. Get in line, everyone. Okay, get ready. Hey, let's drink some beer. Get on the Trump train, everybody. Get on the Trump train. Grab him by the pussy, ma'am, and get on the Trump train. All Christians, get on the Trump train, because we're rolling in. We're going to heaven. Okay, everyone, thank you for coming out today. And um, if you don't know the Lord, get to know him intimately in the bedroom, okay? So, everyone, I just want to thank you and subscribe to us. Thank you. Subscribe to Little White Church.